0: Hi, and welcome to Serenity Now, a place for entrepreneurs to ask questions, learn, get connected, and be inspired. Join us as we talk about all things business and the search for the ever-elusive Serenity Now in both business and personal life. In this episode, Andrea Welling, a futurepreneur, chats with our finance expert, Rita, accounting guru, Candice, and marketing genius, Nina. She shares information about their programs and how they empower entrepreneurs in Canada. What does Futurepreneur do?
1: Basically, yeah, we support entrepreneurs for 18 to 39 and they're in the first year of their business. So they're in this we call the startup phase. So they're a little bit past early stage where they might be doing research and development or developing their concept and they've already gotten some traction with their product or service and they're facing a bit of a cash flow crunch our cash flow need we loan uh, entrepreneurs money so we help them with financing which is fantastic we coach them to get them there but we also match them with a mentor for two years
0: futurepreneur provides guidance through the lens of a key document that every business owner should have the business plan
2: from a marketing background sometimes i say to like a business plan nobody ever listens to it but the way that i view this plan now is like it's like your GPS system. And so you have a roadmap of where you're going and then you're constantly rerouting. It's like reroute, reroute, reroute. And, and, but at least you have some kind of plan in place.
3: When I heard about Futurepreneur a number of years back, I started sending people over there in droves because even if you do understand your financials and even if you do write down a business plan, somebody gives you some money what, what do you do with it <laughs> and it's nice to have that mentor guide you through that execution instead of you know it's so easy to spend isn't it and then it's gone again and then we're back to
0: square one the pairing of funding and mentorship helps many business owners and is a great combination because you don't
1: want to do it alone that as much as you think you know there's so much you really don't know and when you start to be humble to that that's when you really grow and that's when you, I think, really can go to another level. There are, there are lots of resources, so you really don't have to do this by yourself. There are lots of programs out there to help you build your business and, and
0: do it as best you can. Whether you are a new entrepreneur or one that is starting your next venture, Futurepreneur is an amazing resource for Canadian businesses. Take a listen to what they have to offer you.
3: Welcome. To another episode of Serenity Now, we're really excited tonight because we've got an amazing guest and colleague and and friend. Her name is Andrea Welling, and she's the regional director for Futurepreneur BC.
1: Welcome, Andrea. Great! Thanks so much for having me here. Really excited to share stories and and help entrepreneurs. Uh, Cross BC and uh, young people who are wanting to do their own ventures.
3: Yes, we're excited to have you here as well. And so I was trying to think back as to when did we originally meet and how did we meet? And I think it was over a decade ago almost now, Andrea. And I believe we were both volunteering as uh, judges with Small Business BC
1: yes absolutely so in my role a uh, previous role at the YMCA I was helping uh, manage youth programs and self-employment programs and during that time created a partnership with small business BC and they knew you know how much we were concerned about community impact and helping you know young people and entrepreneurs make their way and so it was really exciting to be part of the panel to be able to judge all these different awards from entrepreneurs across the province and, you know, just so heartwarming. People sometimes in small communities wanting, a lot of times, food businesses wanting to feed their community and wanting to really give back. And so it was always hard when we had to choose. You know, like who was going to be the winner because all, all of them really had their heart in it and really were making a difference. But we had to kind of usually, usually go with someone who had a little more experience, but uh, it was a lot of, a lot of fun together. And uh, I'm hoping we can do it again.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that first day we spent about eight hours together. So it's, it's a long day for the judges. Uh, but it also gives us the opportunity to get to know one another as well. So. So Andrea, since we met way back then and you mentioned the YMCA and and you've done a few things in between, so tell us a little bit about your background and why are you so passionate about entrepreneurship?
1: Well, when I was a youth, when I was about 27, we had a business. Um, I lived in Langley in the Fraser Valley and I had a couple different partners and we started an organic food delivery service business. And we started it from scratch. We had a, had a small investment. We started with an old van and an old barn that we sort of rented off of somebody and just started to put these orders together. And it was before you could easily do e-commerce and we were trying to build the technology and build the client base. And we were really serving, uh, serving that community at that time, organic food and Produce and groceries and, and over the years the business grew. So we, you know, we really got out in the community. People were interested. And so we were able to move from the old barn and we bought a warehouse property and a van, hired staff. And so along the way, just really learning about business development operations. Um, hiring people, doing financials and working with partners. And, um, I think what, uh, one of the biggest sort of learnings was that we were do-it-yourselfers. We were typical kind of young entrepreneurs thinking we kind of knew it all and we didn't really know it all. We built to a million <laughs> in sales and we had lots of customers but unfortunately in a food business, it's, it's a tight margin. We didn't have enough profit and so we really struggled to try to figure that out and honestly in the combination of what we had we never we never really did quite figure it out we probably needed to get smaller or bigger but we didn't have business mentorship and we didn't know where to find it how to access it we weren't really connected to networks we were a bit intimidated by some of the the sort of the chamber of commerce in, in Langley and, you know, there just, there wasn't someone that was kind of in our court for mentorship. And so eventually we sold that business and, and I kind of moved on to a, a coaching business and decided I wanted to work in nonprofit organizations. But ultimately really what I learned was, uh, when I started to do the programs at the YMCA was a piece around mentorship and this piece that you don't want to do it alone. That as much as you think you know, There's so much you really don't know, and when you start to be humble to that, that's when you really grow, and that's when you, I think, really can go to another level. There's so much you can do by your own grit (laughs) and perseverance. (laughs) But it's it's a whole other level to 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 trust others and be able to form a team that can kind of go to another level and and we just didn't quite make it um, but and that's just part of what I think as being an entrepreneur you have you have successes you have failures you have a whole journey and experience so I don't regret any of it it was absolutely amazing and, and colorful and. It stretched me in every, every different direction. Um, but in terms of the mentorship, the Youth Mean Business program at the Y had a mentorship component. And so one of the things I did right away was go to some of the networking groups and just look for mentors. And I just knew that, you know, if you match someone with a good mentor, it can really help them build confidence, see things in a different direction, help help them with things that might seem insurmountable, just be able to help them go to that next level. And now with Futurepreneur, a a key piece of our program is mentorship. We loan uh, entrepreneurs money, so we help them with financing, which is fantastic. We coach them to get them there, but we also match them with a mentor for two years, those first two years when you're really, you know, tenderly kind of, Fanning the, keeping the flame going of that business, you know, you're really trying to make sure it survives and get it, they get a chance to develop this relationship with this mentor and a lot of them will keep that mentor for, for a long time. So that's really, um, a key passion for me for this work is, is, is seeing how people can get connected and, um, especially with mentorship and, and any other resources I can provide so that they don't do it alone.
2: That sounds awesome. <laughs> really great.
3: <laughs> so I, I think we heard a little bit of passion, wouldn't you say, ladies?
4: <laughs> yeah, for
2: sure. <laughs> <laughs> that you have the background of being the entrepreneur so you can relate, you know, I think that's such a key component that you've been through that struggle. And so you're not just there on the business side of thing, from the corporate world, telling them, "Yeah, I understand, no, you've been through it, you really understand
1: yeah it's it's absolutely the the case that we absolutely built it from the ground up, and you know dealing with partners who were family, that's a whole other tricky little ball of wax and worms that you know we could explore if you want um and then you know dealing in the food industry it it was consistently being bought up you know like it went as you probably saw it went from capers to whole foods to amazon right and for us to be a really small fish in that pond was 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 incredibly challenging we really didn't know what we were up up against i also learned for myself that The business really needed someone who was a good negotiator, someone who was good with operations, someone who was good with finances. And honestly, those aren't so much my strengths. I really love presenting and sales and marketing, leading teams and coaching and facilitating. And so I also discovered that the business wasn't actually the best fit for my skill set, which is partly why... I move toward nonprofit and toward the work that I'm doing supporting others. That entrepreneurial, um, excitement and flame is still in me. I do have a little bit of a side business doing some coaching and consulting, but I'm so passionate and busy with Futurepreneur that I don't have a lot of time for it. But, but it, it's interesting on the entrepreneurial journey what you learn about yourself and, um, definitely learned sitting in, you know, at some point sitting in a cold warehouse thinking, what am I doing here? Like, I am not using my talents and something's not right, you know, and (laughs) kind of had a little bit of a, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a breakdown at one point, went to, you know, a women's workshop and did a whole thing about discovering myself. And just, and that's also when I had to sort of leave the business to one of the partners and move on to something else. So it had a lot of uh, challenges, but it really pushed me and pushed me to learn lots about myself. We're just going to unpack a little bit of
3: what you just said. There's so much there, but to capitalize on what you just said, basically, is learning a lot about who you are as a business owner. And and one of the other things you mentioned earlier is you don't know what you don't know, really. And that's it's really hard to say that to somebody, as you said, like when you're younger and you you know it all, and you also may not have resources or feel connected to the right mentorship or opportunities to get that mentorship so i'll let candace take it away because i know she was burning to talk about her family and her family business where <laughs> she started as well
4: <laughs> not really actually my my giggle was because in my in my role as a as a tax accountant so i i, I advise people on their on the tax side of their finances i find that the family groups have an extra dynamic, and for which I almost need a psychology degree, yeah, in order to help these 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 folks um, struggle through some of their challenges because they are truly unique in in their in uh, in a different way when you're dealing with a family-run business versus a business of people that aren't related to each other. So that's what my giggle was actually yeah. about. So
1: yeah. yes, <laughs> absolutely, and I and I was quite determined at one point. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to make balance sheets and spreadsheets and I'm going to, you know, analyze everything, even though I don't have that background. And, you know, I would present to my partners and they would kind of fall asleep and they weren't really engaged. (laughs) So it was really like, it was an uphill battle. I'm like, but the bank's not going to give us more money, you know, like you guys, we've got to do something different. And they were like, I'll just work on it more. We'll just work harder. We'll, You know, because it was, I was like, didn't have the tools to engage with them, but kind of knew what was coming, but really didn't have the skills to be able to put a full circle around that. And I wish we'd had the expertise of your uh, accounting firm, because I I know when we had um, yourself and associates come and speak at the YMCA, and you would say all these different things, and I was like, why couldn't I have you had <laughs> Um, speak to my partners early on because I didn't know how to speak the lingo. Like I just didn't know the language. I didn't know how to translate it well enough to motivate them. And, and it just was kind of beyond me. And yeah,
4: you know, that's a good point.
1: Uh, We find that
4: a lot. And in our firm, we actually, we focus a lot on training people to talk, not like accountants. We right from right from when we get them, you know, as newbie, you know, out-of-school wannabe accountants, we're working on them to to communicate with people in the client's language, not our language, because uh, it's it's important and it's intimidating when we're using things like accrual and credits and debits and, you know, your eyes are glazing over, whereas, (laughs) you know, like... Your bank has no money and it means a lot more than your bank, you know, it has a credit balance, right? So. <laughs> exactly, exactly,
1: exactly. It's just some of the, I remember it was about ratios. I remember sitting there and going, wow, there's ratios in every industry and like if we'd known that we ha- that we could have used that to adjust our pricing or worked on profitability, And that was just like, it just kind of a little light bulb went off. But I mean, of course, this is way after we, I was not in the business anymore, but it was like, (laughs) oh, I wish I'd had more, again, more mentorship and knowledge. But so-
2: Andrea, that's so interesting hearing about your background. And you, you, when I'm listening to you, I feel like you have the heart of an entrepreneur. Like, I, I can just feel it. It's that same enthusiasm, the passion, the drive that I I had when I was like 26 years old and started my first business. So I want to hear now a little bit more about Futurepreneur, because when I was reading about it, I was like, where were they when I was
1: 26? <laughs> I could have really used these people. <laughs> So tell us more about it. Absolutely. So, entrepreneur. we support entrepreneurs who are 18 to 39, and I, I wish I'd known it too. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nonprofit. It's been going for 25 years, um, but basically, yeah, we support entrepreneurs for 18 to 39, and they're in the first year of their business. So they're in this we call the startup phase. So they're a little bit past early stage, where they might be doing research and development or developing their concept, and they they've already gotten some traction with their product or service, and they're facing a bit of a cash flow crunch or a cash flow need. Maybe they need to buy some equipment. Maybe they need a new marketing strategy to hire some new staff. There's something that, that they need to really get to their next level. And so they come to us and we can uh, lend them from 5000 to $60,000 and we basically adjudicate that ourselves. And what we need to look at is we don't need any assets or collateral. We need no previous financial experience from them. We do look at their credit and we need a business plan and a cash flow. And so something I'm also really passionate about is business planning. Even though nobody follows their business plan to a T, it's amazing what you do put down in writing and the, what you learn and through that research, how it builds your confidence and how it helps you become more of a professional and build a stronger reputation for your business. So I'm just a real real believer in that business plan. And so on that front end, we do provide coaching. We have an entrepreneur in residence. We also have a Rock My Business series that does does Rock My Business idea, plan, and cash flow. So we're doing that on the front end to get that entrepreneur ready for financing because we also want them ready. We want to make sure that they're ready for financing, that it's the right time for them. And so then once they get that financing, then that's when we match them with the mentor for two years. And we look at whatever gaps they have and make sure that we match them in terms of personality and skill set. Honestly.
3: Yeah, when I heard about Futurepreneur a number of years back, I started sending people over there in droves because even if you do understand your financials and even if you do write down a business plan, Somebody gives you some money. What what do you do with it? (laughs) And it's nice to have that mentor guide you through that execution instead of, you know, it's so easy to spend, isn't it? And then it's gone again. And then we're back to square one. So I, I really love the pairing up of the funding with the mentorship. And these are vetted mentors that you bring on and bring into the table. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely, you know, make sure they are business owners and that they have, you know, skill sets that we're definitely looking for. We've got quite a large pool of mentors in BC, over 500. So when we're looking to do matching, we can really usually make really, really good matches. I think that can be really, really invaluable for our entrepreneurs.
4: So do you have a success story that you're particularly
1: fond of or you want to share with us today? Sure. Well, one of our sort of high flyers is a woman named Tara Bosch, and if you've been in Whole Foods and you see the neon-colored <laughs> um, candies that are actually oh. called Smart Sweets, yeah, oh, I've seen those. Have yeah. You seen that? Yeah. yeah. So Tara was only 21, and she she just decided she worked on some candy particular recipes herself. And then she just started selling it on Amazon and, and actually when we saw her business plan and cash flow, I was talking to one of the adjudicators. It almost didn't go through because it was like, what? This kind of like kind of candy that's not candy and like it was they were a bit skeptical <laughs> about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um but she went through and someone, you know, a couple a couple people were like, no, no, it sounds really good. And uh she's been really successful. So she's in so many stores. And now she's actually sold that business for I think 400 million dollars. Oh, um, yeah yeah, yeah unbelievable. An incredible oh, success story it's an unbelievable oh, success story. Yeah, so yeah not everybody gets the jackpot like that. <laughs> um, but Tara did. Um, so yeah, I like to tell wonderful. that one because. We do have a few ones like that. Skip the Dishes is one of our grads. Good Food Box, you know, the, the cavemen. So those are some of our entrepreneurs. Um, we also have entrepreneurs, you know, that are a little bit more Main Street businesses that, that really help fund our local economy. And one I really like was a woman who was a Syrian refugee. She came to Canada. She wasn't able to find work very easily, but she really wanted to do some kind of business. And she just started researching what does... What does Vancouver need? What does BC need? And she stumbled into finding out about renovations. And so she created a renovation company and she also hires new immigrants, you know, works on that, works on that as a team. We, we lent her $36,000 and she bought equipment and got her team going and just got her business all started. And now she's just really project after project after project, um, just very busy and doing super well with her business. So. I like hearing
4: those kind of stories. I love those
1: kind of stories. I love those kinds of
3: stories. Yeah. Yeah. I know I I watched her video that you sent us about her and she's just so genuine and so real and never forgets about where she started and how she started. Uh, and now continues to give a lending hand to new entrepreneurs and new immigrants as well. So, fantastic. So, if you had any advice to give to an entrepreneur after all this learning, you yourself and then, you know, vetting all these other entrepreneurs through all these years, wh- what would you say, you know, is there one piece that kind of rises to the top that you'd want to share?
1: Well, to be an entrepreneur is about finding your passion. So, if you're passionate about something, so you have a skill, there's something you love doing, there's something that you can offer the world, decide to get behind it and give it a go and and try it, give it a good start and, and experiment with it. Don't be afraid to fail, but definitely pivot, be resilient with your idea. If it doesn't work out, don't worry, lots of people have been in your shoes, try something else. Um, but really, uh, following your passion. That's the first, that's the first thing. That's the first piece that when I was interviewing entrepreneurs for our program is, are you passionate? Because at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is competitive. It's not easy. You're up against some, some pretty tall odds. And if you don't care enough about it, if it doesn't really drive you, if it doesn't really get you up in the morning, you're just not going to be able to make it through the tougher times. And so really identifying that passion for yourself is, is really key. Um, and so that's, and sometimes it might take a while on your journey to To figure that out, as as I mentioned, finding my own skills and strengths and passions, and so um, we have a, a couple different kind of entrepreneurs. There's entrepreneurs that have a trade that really know what they want to do, and there's entrepreneurs who are almost like business developers, serial entrepreneurs, and they keep finding businesses that they develop. Yeah. And um, and you know, those are <laughs> there's passions for all of those, and um, yeah, and so it's it's great to sort of you know support both of those kinds of entrepreneurs and uh, it's it's exciting times. It's a great time to be an entrepreneur. COVID has been hard on entrepreneurs, but it has oh, also yeah. opened up opportunities and now for younger people and even for people of all ages, there are there are lots of resources. So you really don't have to do this by yourself. There are lots of programs out there to help you build up uh, like build your business and and do it the do it as best you can. Yeah. So passion and don't do it alone. <laughs> those are my those are my key messages. <laughs> well, I, I like figured- when I was
2: sorry, when I was reading about um futurepreneurs and the programs you offer, I like that you had the side hustle program as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I found that really intriguing. So there's the the full time, full startups, and then you had the side hustle too, which I was like, that's really interesting because I haven't seen that term, I guess, used mainstream in a lending format, if you will.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. The side hustle is really an opportunity for those that have a full-time job to do a business on the side. And so for entrepreneurs that have a full-time job and they don't want to leave that security, it's a way that they can build up an enterprise. And one story I really like, there's a couple of of, uh, fellows who have created these Fluster Creations. It's a Fluster card. It's a game that's a real icebreaker game. And they've just been, and they just started doing it a little bit on the side and sold a few products and then it just kept going and kept going and last thing I knew they were asking me, okay, we're going to do some importing and exporting and how are we going to do that and then, you know, they wanted to be connected with doing more sales online so I think it can be a great way, a little bit of a less risk to be able to try your business and yeah, it depends, not all businesses suit that approach. Because some things need your full-time attention, but depending on the structure of your business and what you're creating, it can be a great way to, and to experiment with an idea that you're looking at. So yeah. I love yeah, it. No, great. And, and there's a couple of other new
3: programs that are coming out. Just wanted to make sure we're able to share uh, yeah. some of the really fun stuff coming through, Andrea.
1: <laughs> yeah. So in addition to side hustle, we also have Two um, programs that are helping groups of entrepreneurs and one's our Indigenous startup program. So mm-hmm. any entrepreneur that self identifies as First Nation, Métis, however they identify as First Nation, we have a whole team of, of uh, business development managers, director who are supporting Indigenous entrepreneurs. We're also building up a workshop series, sets of videos and supports to support our Indigenous entrepreneurs. And then we also have just started our Black Entrepreneur Startup Program, and this is in conjunction with RBC. And similarly, it's it's supporting Black-owned entrepreneurs um who who can have some support that, by those who've also had that same lived experience so you know staff and mentors who can support them and kind of understand their journey and some of the struggles and some of the you know some of the challenges some of the maybe barriers racism things they may have encountered to have people who who can help them and and help them with some of those challenges. They're able to also um, access, and in addition to the 60000 they can also access additional funding because RBC has put in some extra capital on this program. So they can access also up to forty thousand um two years, two to three years down the road once they've started their business. And that's a little bit unique for Futurepreneur, is we we haven't offered financing usually beyond our startup program. So this is something uh new that we're looking at and really excited for this um coming up in the future. So very cool. And that's still ages eighteen to thirty nine. Yes.
2: Okay. So Call getting contact before the age of thirty nine.
1: Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. And with that being said, if any of you know any of the listeners, any of you know entrepreneurs, and they're a little bit stuck or they need to go the next level, they need resources. I. It, it's it's and that's something I love to do is just connect people to somebody to somebody that I know or resources that I know. It because it, just nice. to me that's just so important. So if someone is struggling, and sometimes when we do our webinars, I do um, a lead generation webinar series on different topics, and sometimes we get all sorts of ages, and people will follow up with me afterward, and I I really enjoy passing them on to Small Business BC or Women's Enterprise Center and you know any of your Businesses as well, <laughs> um, and all sorts of different um, different things that are out there in the community. So um, there's and there's lots of entrepreneurship, very in-depth programs. Whether that's like through UBC, SFU, League of Innovators, Yell, and you know there's just so many programs for entrepreneurs. That's really good if we can help them get tapped into that if they want to do something longer. Ours are shorter offerings, so.
3: Wow. Hi. So I think, I think we've learned so much about, well, just Andrea herself now. I don't know if anybody's had a chance to, to get to know her real story here and her real passion. And, and it's not numbers, Candace. I mean, who knew?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I, I think some of the great things that we learned today was there are resources out there. You don't have to do this alone as, As I think all of us agree with, I think the Serenity sisters, they're one of the reasons why we're doing this together is we didn't want to do it alone anymore. And, and it's more fun as well. Uh, the mentorship opportunities and, uh, that Futurepreneur has is, I think, bar none, one of the best. It's a two year program. And now, you know, when you pair up. Some specific programs with RBC, for example, you can offer even up to up to a 100,000 now, I believe you said it was, uh, even years down the road. So a lot of opportunities and even just saying hi to Andrea, even if you are past 39 or under 18, she'll still get you to the right connection, it sounds like. I love like. that. So yeah. Thanks, And I yeah. really appreciate it. Any other final last minute tips? ladies.
4: I was going to say, I just wanted to say thank you, Andrea, for coming and speaking to us. It's great to learn more about you and, uh, entrepreneur and, uh, Mm -hmm. I have entrepreneurs walking through my business daily, so I'd definitely be keeping you in mind. So
1: Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. That's that's wonderful. And uh, if there's anything, any ways we want to work together or collaborate more, I'm always open to possibilities and opportunities just to, you know, have people learn more and get more connected. So, yeah, just want to put that out there, too. So. That's awesome. And I wanted to say, I
2: really like that you make the entrepreneurs that are part of the program commit to two years of mentorship, because I think that's such a key component. It's that there has to be a level of commitment. It's not, here's some cash, goodbye. So it's, (laughs) you know, and the business plan, like, I get what you're saying about the business plan, because like, it, from a marketing background, sometimes I say too, like a business plan, nobody ever listens to it. But the way that I view a this plan now is like it's like your GPS system, and so you have a roadmap of where you're going, and then you're constantly rerouting. It's like reroute, 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 and and but at least you have some kind of plan in place, and then you can reroute as many times as you need to because it things are always evolving, changing, COVID. Pricing, markets, economy. So yeah. we have to be able to reroute and be okay with yeah. that. Um
1: absolutely. And yeah. it's it's a it's amazing. We have people we need them to do two years of cash flow projections. And if people haven't done that before, it can be such a light bulb moment for people to kind of go, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, that's yeah. how that's gonna play out. And I never thought about that. And oh, I'll need that many sales and oh what about those expen- and it, it it's it's just so it can be it's such an empowering experience and even if even if it doesn't they don't follow it to the t just the knowledge they gain and uh, i know through our rock my business series we had one um one woman who learned about using excel and she told her husband, her husband was like, what? You don't know how to use any of that stuff. And she's like, yes, I do. I know how to do my, you know, my financials now, you know.
0: And <laughs> I'm just like,
1: awesome. yay, you know, like the more people yeah. that know Excel, the better, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's not the easiest thing, but like people should know, you know, empower around the financials uh, is, is important. So,
4: yeah, yeah. it's
2: really <laughs> important. And, you know, like I'm in marketing and Rita always says finance is fun. And I always like roll my eyes a little. Bit. <laughs> you know, because I like the pretty pictures. But I will say that a well formatted spreadsheet, I have love. I have love for that. I think we all type A's on our podcast have some love for a well-formatted <laughs> spreadsheet. <laughs> Candace has got her thumbs up. So I, I can see that. And um I think the last thing I wanted to mention was just the the fact that you said the drive and the passion. And what I've had some people say to me is like, how do you how do you like just get up in the morning and like just know what to do? And and that's what that is, that drive and that passion. And without that, you're going to flounder. And so you need that piece because that's what where you jump out of bed and you're like, okay, I'm getting ready to start my day and I know exactly what I want to do and I'm ready to go. And uh, that piece is key. I think
3: I think the other side of that, though, Nina, is when when you run into those hiccups or sometimes roadblocks or freaking yes. mountains that come yes. at you from every different direction, and that's also where the passion comes into play because you started it for a reason, and you have to continue to go back to that reason. And that's also where the plan comes in handy. I really love the GPS and, and your little sound effects there on the GPS <laughs>
1: as well. For the business <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm going to use that one. I love it. Use it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Well, when you're going around a mountain, that's a big reroute, right? So having some drive and passion to fuel you around that is it's huge. I yeah. wish I wish I knew about Futurepreneur when I was 26. So now I'm going to tell everyone I know about it.
0: Well. Oh
1: thank you so much. Well, for me it's a great fit. I I really really love what I do and it's so heartwarming and it's really helped me through COVID to see we as we mentioned we had more than I expected applications and it was just like wow, who knew that that many people would see opportunity, you know, where where there's also so much loss right now as well. So it's been very um very heartwarming to see. So If anybody wants to get in touch
3: with Futurepreneur or yourself, Andrea, or learn a little bit more, how can they do that? What's the best way for us to reach you?
1: You can always Google futurepreneur.ca, find us there and apply or register, or you can contact me directly, A-Welling, A-W-E-L-L-I-N-G, at futurepreneur.ca. Fantastic. And we'll keep
3: that resource as well as links and information for you as well. So on that note, thank you so much again, Andrea, for coming out and sharing just a little bit about yourself, about the amazing resources of Futurepreneur, and some of the great success stories that you've shared today. So thank you.
4: Thank you.
0: Thanks. It was great to have Andrea Welling join us. You could tell how her experience as a business owner fueled her passion to help others. For more information about Futurepreneur and their programs, check out the description attached to this episode or visit futurepreneur.ca. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up some good tips and best practices that would benefit your entrepreneurial journey. Remember, none of the content in this podcast should be relied upon as standard legal or business advice. Always consult a professional for your specific business. You may know someone who could benefit from this podcast. Please share it with your business community and perhaps it can give an entrepreneur you know some serenity now.